Welcome to another episode of On the Bright Side. I'm your host, Micah. I am so glad that you've decided to listen to today's episode. I hope that it brightens your week and makes you stop and think about the news. Again, this week had some tragic and heartbreaking stories, but we can always look for a positive side to them. Never give up hope. Just keep searching and you will find a diamond in the rough. Drugs and guns were seized in a raid by the Region of Irish Hills Narcotics Office. This raid took place in Allen Township of Hillsdale County, where two people were arrested. Happening on Wednesday morning, the raid went after 53-year-old Scott Allen Mullins and 35-year-old Anne Marie Schultz, who were both charged. Schultz is being charged with possession with intent to deliver methamphetamine, also known as meth. Mullins is being brought up on charges of being in possession of and intent to sell meth and marijuana. He is also being charged with two counts of felony firearm, two counts of felon in possession of firearm, possession of heroin, having a drug house, possession of oxycodone, and being a felon in possession of ammunition. Thankfully, the raid that took place was successful and brought these two into custody of the police. This story is very nerve-wracking. That someone like this and something like this could just be and happen in the middle of nowhere Hillsdale County. It's so unsettling. But, but it does sadly happen all over the place, even in places that are unexpected. While this is horrendous, the individuals were thankfully taken into custody and charges are being drawn up. Justice is being served. We are so fortunate to live in a country where we have strong state and federal courts that ensure that we are protected from dangerous people and what they do. In addition to this, we are so thankful to have police and other organizations that keep us safe on the daily. Things like this will continue to happen. And I'm not going to say they won't, they will. However, it is comforting to know that there are authoritative figures who care and are doing all they can to ensure that we the people are safe from any harm that may come our way if these type of people are left unchecked by power and authority. The Michigan Senate just approved a $2.5 billion tax cut. Now, this is an ongoing story that I have been sharing with you for the last several weeks. This approval from the Senate, controlled by Republicans, was called, and I quote, fiscally irresponsible by Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer. The bill will now go to her desk to either be signed or vetoed. When voted on in the Senate, the vote was 22 to 15, with every single Democrat voting no. Now, I'm not going to go into the whole story again because I've discussed it in other episodes and it's a lot to unravel. But if you want to listen, go back and listen to those episodes. But I will tell you, it is important to note that this is an election year for the governor and a decision like this will be very important for her. She has the Democrats in opposition and the Republicans support of the bill. What does she do? She will have to decide what she has to do because she's a staunch Democrat seeking re-election. On Whitmer's end, she supports going back to retirement benefits that were gotten rid of by then-Governor Rick Snyder in 2011, which would include an exemption for public pensions from the 4.25% personal income tax. 
Only time will tell what happens as a new budget must be passed by the next fiscal year, starting on October 1st. Now, as I say every episode in which I discuss this, I so appreciate the going back and forth between both parties because it shows that our system is truly working. Gridlock is taking place and is ensuring that the public good is followed. Now, I've said this before, and so you already know this, but I am an avid Republican. And I, I do want compromise, though, and I believe that it promotes the most progress in our country. There seems to be some willingness in this circumstance to work together on both sides of this issue, so that is very good to see. They will have to work with each other, whether they like it or not, because they have to get something passed, and neither party controls all of the chambers. So we'll just have to wait and see what that means and what each party does and what they get from it, because it's going to have to be a give-and-take relationship, so they're not going to get everything they want. So we'll have to see what they compromise on and what they're not willing to compromise on, even, and I will keep you updated as we get more information on that. Representative Roy is calling for answers from the CDC, or the Centers for Disease Control, on data concerning the COVID-19 vaccine. The Texas congressman is demanding transparency from the CDC, specifically concerning their information on masking and the vaccines. Roy said, and I quote, and the CDC owes us the damn truth, end quote. In his recent letter to the director of the CDC, who is Rochelle Walensky, he said, I write to you seeking answers regarding troubling reports of your agency intentionally withholding data related to COVID-19 hospitalizations. As recently reported by the New York Times, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention allegedly withheld data such as data on COVID-19 hospitalizations by vaccination status because agency personnel stated the data may be is misinterpreted. Furthermore, Roy argues that the fact that the definition of what vaccination means over the last 15 months is even enough to show that this whole argument is political in nature. And I'll leave you with this from Roy. He said that it is really a glimpse into what happens when you turn your freedom over to unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats to make decisions for you. Now, I don't want my listeners to think that I am attempting to tell you not to get vaccinated or any of that. I'm not really trying to do that at all. I believe that it is your medical choice. You do what's best for you. And I also fully understand that this is a very contentious issue, but I hope to show you something positive from it. In my honest opinion, it is ridiculous what the government has been doing by forcing people to get a vaccine that just came out. Furthermore, there has been such a lack of transparency throughout the whole time span of COVID-19. The rules seem to change every second, and nobody really knows what we are doing. At this point, it just seems like a desire for more power by those in government. The positive in this rather heated story is that politicians like Roy are standing up to the abuses that are taking place. This lack of transparency must be stopped. The American people deserve to know the truth. If Joe Biden really wants to look into COVID fraud, as he said in his recent State of the Union address, he would ensure that transparency becomes a priority and that Americans know what is actually going on. But again, 
Thankfully, there are some brave politicians who are willing to stand up and do something about this. Hopefully, Biden does live up to his promise to investigate COVID fraud and starts right with the government where it started. And I really, honestly, truthfully hope he does. I, I really do, because that's what our country needs. And I'm not just coming at this from a conservative. I think as an American, we all should be able to come together and say something must be done to stop this corruption. We need transparency back in our government. I don't care what side you are, and that's important in our country and all around the globe. It needs to be important as well. This is a very difficult story to talk about, but it is important and must be talked about. As my loyal listeners know, I have talked about the Russia-Ukraine conflict before on my show, but so much has happened, and Russia did end up invading Ukraine. As the conflict continues to escalate, hope and something positive in this whole issue seems to become more and more difficult to find. Something positive, though, did happen. On Thursday, Ukraine and Russia agreed to humanitarian corridors in some areas. Humanitarian corridors will allow for citizens to evacuate and will make sure that medicines and foods can get to places where the worst of the fighting has taken place. Now, the advisor of the Ukrainian president did clarify that not all is done, though, as the result that Ukraine is still looking for things and it has not been fully achieved at this time. But thankfully, progress is being made just a little bit, but at least there's something. Russia still, still, still needs to be accountable for their actions. Countries are still isolating this nation and its leaders economically, which is awesome. And I applaud them so much for doing that because that is necessary and should continue to happen until this whole situation is done with and that Russia is completely held accountable and the Ukrainian people still have Ukraine as their own independent nation. Now, I I will not lie to you. Some think that the worst is still coming and this could be the case. I'm not arguing it's already done or there's worse to come. I'm not going to say any of that because I don't know. None of us actually know. And I don't want to say that it's already happened. I, as I said, don't know. The unity of countries coming together to stand up is amazing. Countries all around the globe are pressuring Russia in more than one way. And it's truly remarkable. In addition to this, it is good to see that there are some humanitarian corridors in some areas to protect people and ensure that they get what they need. While all of this is great, I also want to talk about the Ukrainian people, who are what make this story truly positive. The people of Ukraine deserve so much credit. While countries are helping in certain ways, Ukraine and her people should be given so So much credit for what they are doing. These people and their leaders are fighting for what they believe in. There is so much resilience and strength in this story. And it is amazing to read about. Stay strong, Ukraine. New Jersey native Cole Hallman auditioned for the television show American Idol. The episode aired last week and Hallman sang his heart out during his audition. Afterwards, his family came into the room and he sang a Rolling Stones song called You Can't Always Get What You Want with his sister, Katie, who has chromosomal deletion, which caused developmental and behavioral issues. This is just a beautiful story, and I just had to bring it into today's episode. I really wanted to share it with you because I love these types of stories, and I'm also a big American Idol fan, so it was a 
no-brainer as to bringing it in. And as I watched this episode and this segment specifically, I, I just teared up. It's beautiful moment. I really urge you to go take a listen to it and watch it. This moment was so special, and it reflects the beauty of life so perfectly. Cole thankfully ended up getting a ticket to Hollywood and will continue his journey on the show. Hopefully, more stories like this one will show up throughout the season. This story truly does show that there is still good in the world. The world is full of good people. Honestly, this story just warms my heart, and no matter who you are, what you believe, where you are in life, whatever you are doing, you can enjoy this story, and everyone has the right to enjoy life in these precious moments. A chromosomal depletion doesn't define you. I absolutely love that his younger sister sang with him. These two and their mother can be an inspiration to each and every one of us. There is currently an investigation by a group of state attorney generals from California, Florida, Kentucky, and other states over a TikTok's impact on young people's mental health. This investigation is looking at figuring out how the app is designed, operated, and marketed, and how those things affect the physical and mental health of the youth. Now, this investigation could go even deeper than TikTok and could even target Snapchat and Beta, who are also doing these short videos that TikTok started with and are taking, um, following suit of that and doing the same type of thing. So it's not just limited to TikTok right now. They're, they could go out and go after Snapchat as well and Beta. Overall, I, I just think this is great. Children's mental health and physical health must be made a priority. As a young adult myself, I see the effects of social media on those around me and on myself. We must protect the most vulnerable among us. It is great to see that a group of attorney generals are doing something about this and are trying to protect the youth. We must ensure that children see the importance of both physical and mental health because nowadays social media just infiltrates all of our lives and children are now raised with cell phones and having social media and all of that which wasn't around a few years ago and now it's taking over our lives. We need to show that that these corporations need to be held accountable and that we are still prioritizing the health of our children and it is great to see that different states are teaming up. And if you look at these states, too, it's very interesting. It's California, Florida, Kentucky, and a few other states, like Massachusetts as well. California and Kentucky and even Florida are so different from each other politically, state-wise, what their people, their interests are, all of that. So different. But they can come together for this cause and fight for something that they believe in because it's for our children. And this is such a danger and is going to continue to be a danger so long as social media is here, which it's going to be, obviously, it's for probably a great extent of time, probably forever, that it's going to be here. So we now have to learn how to deal with it and hold them accountable for these types of issues because it's not okay what's going on. And there must be checks to what they are and able to do and what they can't do. We have to be able to give them limits and borders and borderline boundaries that they they have to follow. And so I think this is absolutely remarkable and that we're taking steps in the right direction to not just focus on mental health and 
physical health, but just the overall child as a whole. And especially mental health, I think that really needs to be taken into consideration. We we have had a terrible last two years for children with not being able to be in school as COVID-19 ravaged our country and the world. And mental health is still a struggle for children and social media does not help a lot of the time. And so it's great to see that something's being done. So I applaud those attorney generals and I will keep you updated on this story as we get more information about these cases that are sure to come up and if more states do join this suit. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of On the Bright Side. I have so enjoyed sharing all of these stories with you today. It is truly a blessing to work on this show because it it helps me stay encouraged. The news is so difficult to watch, read, and listen to nowadays. But I hope that I am making it a little more bearable. There is so much good in the world. And even though there is an overwhelming amount of doom and gloom, something positive can be found in those situations. Now, I want to challenge you for a second As you go through this weekend and next week, I challenge you to look for the positive things in difficult situations this upcoming week, whether it be in your own life or in the news, wherever you are, whatever stage of life you're in. I just challenge you to do that because this applies to more than just the news. It applies to every situation in life, whether it be school, work, your home life, your friends, everything. The news also. So I, I, just, I just challenge you to do that this week. I can't wait to bring you more coverage on some of these events and stories next week. It's always been a blessing, and I truly do, as I say every weekend. You might be getting tired of it. I truly do enjoy what I'm doing and the work that I'm doing here. And it just it's so amazing to see how all of these stories can be viewed in a positive way, at least in a some way, some small way even, if it's small. All the stories I look at, I preview a ton of stories before I pick the ones I want to talk about. And even as I look at them, I'm like, I can find something positive in this one. And I will tell you, if I would have started this show a year ago, I would not have been able to do that because it's a change in mindset and you have to be willing to dig deeper and dig for a while to find these stories and and find the good in them. You can find a story. It's just finding the good in them that you made to be like, let's dig a little deeper into the story. Let's find out more about this than just a headline. So I encourage you to do that. Don't just read a headline. Read more than the headline. Read into the story as a whole. Dig deeper for yourself. As I always say, dig deeper. Go into the rubble. Get your hands dirty. You get in there and find the good in the story because there will be that diamond in the rough that you will find at the end of the day and it will be so worth it when you do. Until next time, you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 WRH. I've been your host today, Micah Hart. Thank you so much. Have a great day and a great weekend. I can't wait to be back here next week. Bye.